Welcome to devmode.fm, a podcast dedicated to the tools, techniques, and technologies used in modern web development. I'm Andrew Welch from NY Studio 107. And I'm Ryan Ireland from craftquest.io. My God, Ryan, it is good to have you on here on Stand Up. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Andrew. How are you? Good. So normally we have Patrick Carrington on, but he is out doing missionary work out in Malaysian Borneo. He's attempting to convert some of the tribes over there to Christianity, and he's also studying the reproductive habits of the three-toed sloth. So we wish Patrick well, but in the meantime, we have Ryan on, right, Ryan? Are you okay? Yeah. I I don't even know how to respond to that. Well, you don't need Um, to respond. Okay. I won't respond. So... Right. He's going well, Patrick. Yeah. I hope Patrick uh, does okay and uh, doesn't hurt anyone with those Bibles that he's thrown around to people out there in Malaysian Borneo. You know, everybody needs to stay safe. Yes. <laughs> so, Ryan, it's good to have you on for the stand up. I want to tell you that I am feeling behind. Like, if someone asked me, what is your feeling? It is behind. Yes. And the reason I'm feeling behind is a couple of reasons. So, first of all, I've had a lot of just like life stuff going on. Just annoying stuff. Like I came down to the barn the other morning and there's just no water. There's no water there at all. And we had someone come out here and thought it would be a quick fix. We ended up having to dig basically the Mariana Trench in my backyard. Like it's, it's, I swear to God, like it's this huge trench all the way down. And what they found is the water line that goes down to the barn, when we ran town water up, like maybe six, eight years ago, they severed that line. And then they did a lousy job repairing it. And then it eventually came loose. So we've been dumping water into the ground for God knows how long, for a oh, long time. Oh, wonderful. Like metered water. Metered water. Yeah. And we were Great. getting notices from the town saying that, you know, we think you have a leak. We think you have a leak. And I'm just like, well, all right, we might, but I don't know where it is. Like, I don't know how to find it, you know? Right. So we had a whole bunch of, you know, things derailed with that. And then I've got, and then I have to have people come out to, I mean, it's a huge trench. So I've got a guy coming out, help me to reseed the grass to put everything on there, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I've I've had a slow leak in my tire. So I brought it in there and the guy is just like, uh, did you know your tires are almost bald already? And I'm just like, what? No, it's impossible. I just got this car in August of last year. How many miles do you have on it? Well, that's the thing, man. Like, I don't drive that much. But one of the things that we did when we started the the pandemic thing Mm -hmm. is that I started driving the kids to all of their activities. So I think my Mm -hmm. driving like went way up, you know? Yeah. And so I got the car in August and I have 17,000 miles on it already. And for me, I was only doing like 10,000 miles about that or a little over that a year like i really wasn't driving much because i've is never 17, had thousand miles really a lot for a car though that's not how long i guess it depends if like low profile tires are different do you have low profile tires i don't know I have whatever tires came on it. Yeah. Average miles driven per year. So, okay. Average miles driven per year is 13,500 miles. Okay. okay? And, but that's in a year. So this is only, this is since August. So we're still four months. So we're, we're like three quarters in and I've already well exceeded the the yearly quota for, for average. Anyway, we got Mark in the chat. We got Kayer in the chat. Welcome gentlemen. If anyone here has any questions, please feel free to, to ask while we're ranting about stuff. So anyway, Anyway, I'm you like, should get more than whole- 17,000 miles out of a pair of tires unless they're right. like low profile or specialty, which maybe you have. So, but yeah, it that's, might be. That, I would be, I would be a little dismayed if that was me, but uh, so what else, what else is going that on? Too. Cause I can share my own, my own. Well, you're, uh, well we're going to get to that. We're going to get to okay. that. But so I asked the guy, I'm like, well, it seems ridiculous. I've never had it in my life that I've had to change my tires every year. You know, let alone under a year. Like, that's ridiculous. 
And he said, well, I've seen people driving Corvettes that they'll burn through tires in, in 12,000 miles. He said that the, these tires are rated for a little bit more. I think they're rated for like somewhere 20, 25, something like that. Wow. But yeah, it's, I, th- I think it's the type of tire. I think it's like a, I don't Is it know. Weather? Like, do you think it's weather that could do it to driving in winter weather and stuff? I don't know. I mean, we've got potholes here that probably could eat the whole damn car, let alone the tires. <laughs> so I don't know. But these are, you know, whatever. They're whatever the tires were that came on the, the thing. And I, I I mean, anyway, I was surprised yeah, that the tires were, were wasted that quickly. And I was also surprised that just that I had put 17,000 miles on my car in the middle of a pandemic. Like, how the hell does that happen? You know, I don't know. That is, but I, I think I put my car just I've had it for two years and I think I have 14,000 miles on it, which and one of those years was driving every day commuting. But yeah, that's so I, I'm, I have more tales of woe. But I know okay. some people probably tuned in here to talk so he, about That's exactly actual, why they tuned in was to hear that. Yeah, about actual nerd stuff. So Mark Busnelli, I hope I didn't butcher your name, Mark, said, uh, any initial thoughts on Vizzy? Which is Vizzy is a plugin for anyone who hasn't seen it from yeah. verb.io. And it kind of lets you do long form content in a it's really kind of so nice way. Craft CMS plugin for those. Yes. Thank you, Ryan. A craft CMS plugin. If you hear horrible sounds in the background, that's my dog going barging in and out of the the, the dog door. (laughs) So I'm glad you asked about that. So first of all, we are actually having Josh Crawford, the person behind Verbio and Vizzy and Formy. We're having him on the show next week and we're going to do a recording with him. But also, Ryan, I think you have been doing some stuff with Vizzy too, right? Yeah. So I've just started to play with it. I'm going to do probably like a like a first look or a live stream or something on CraftQuest about it just to become more familiar. But it's cool. That's for sure. It sells, it sells problems that a lot of people had, which Josh Crawford seems to have a knack for. <laughs> Mark says pretty close. Busnelli. Busnelli. Okay. Busnelli. All right. I'll, I'm going to screw it up anyway. I'm just, I'm terrible with, with everything pronunciation wise. And then I, and then for dramatic effect, I like to mispronounce things on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like if I, if I have someone, I, it, it drives Ben Croker crazy, but like, I know he gets real sensitive if you say euros instead of euro and stuff like that. So I just make a point to just always say, say euros. Yeah. Yeah, it's just every Absolutely. time. It's just, yeah, it has to happen. Anyway, we'll get to the nerd stuff soon, but I got to I gotta finish venting about stuff. This is kind of nerd stuff. So in addition to all that that's going on, I also have this Unify network at my home that I, I gutted all of my home networking and I redid the whole thing last year. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really good that I did because we were, we had lousy internet and we were drastically overpaying for it. And I redid all the infrastructure and everything. And it's been amazing. And they have this one little thing called a, a cloud key. And it is basically what you connect to. And it adopts all of these other devices that are on the network. And I saw that there was an update from the cloud key 1.x software to the 2.x software. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, sure, click update. What could go wrong? Well, it updated everything. And then it didn't see any of the devices on the network. And it said owned by other. So all of the devices were there, but it couldn't control them. So so now I had no readout of anything and no control of anything on my network. My network still worked, but just there was nothing there, right? So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, what do I have to do now? And I did what everyone does when they have problems like this. I Googled it and I found a result and it said, what you should do is connect to the device that owns it and tell it to not own it anymore. I'm like, well, okay, that's not going to work. Right, Ryan, because this device that used to own it is the same device. It's just different software that's gone. So that's not going to help. And then they're like, well, if you can't do that, you can hardware reset it. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, boy. First of all, that means I got to go around the barn and around the house. 
with a little paper clip and like jamming in all these things to get it to hardware reset. But then also, I wasn't looking to reconfigure, looking forward to reconfiguring this stuff. And we were about to watch a movie. We we're going to watch, what is it? The Mitchells versus the Machines, like some movie we're watching with the, the kids in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I reset our gateway firewall device and we had no internet. So we couldn't watch anything. I had no idea how to set it up again because I have this business class cable with yeah. a number of fixed IP addresses. And I, you need the exact fixed IP address for your, your gateway, for the router, for your device. And then you also need the subnet mask and a few other things. I didn't have any of that. So it's like nine o'clock and my kids are just like, where's the movie? We're going to watch the movie, dad. And I'm just like, oh my God. So I put on the noise canceling headphones. I'm trying to figure it out. And, and then I raise them up. I'm like, all right, no kids, go to bed. There's no movie tonight. You know, <laughs> go back in. Around midnight, I got it all sorted out. And I managed to I managed to call their support. And to their credit, they were able to give me all the info that I needed in order to reset it. And I reset it, readopted wow. everything. I just I've had all of these like time wasting nonsense things that have been going on. And then I decided to add to that that I would start exploring some some new tech. But uh, you know, that's why I'm feeling behind, is because I've just I've been doing all this crap that's been getting in the way of stuff that I would normally be doing. You know what I mean? You ever had it anything like, like that happen, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I think with the the network stuff, that's that's like the that's a little bit of the the technical debt that you incur by introducing something like that into your life. I just clicked update, Ryan. Well, I mean, that's that's all that's, I did. But you hear that about all sorts of things. That's what I'm like supposed people, to do, right? I'm supposed to keep everything up to date to keep it secure, right? Right. No, I I completely understand. I've had last week I had a hot water heater replaced at home. And, and it didn't actually go out. It stopped, the control unit stopped working in a way that where the pilot light, it's gas, natural gas, wouldn't stay on. Like the, the sensor was broken. So you weren't taking cold showers to cool off your libido. Like you just had no choice. No, no. So I, I didn't, I didn't take cold showers because, oh. because I could just go in and relight the, um, the pilot light and fire it up. So anytime somebody needed a shower at Give me 30 minutes and so I'll you're go going down it. there with a match. You're going down there with a match. Well, it's, just, like... it's just, it's just a closet <laughs> off my laundry room. So that's no, I mean, it has a little funny like... though. Be, when I had no water, I was doing mm-hmm. something similar with like go, you, you were manually going down there to refire this thing. Yeah. I was like a villager. I would, I would take, put water in a bucket and I would carry it along the path down from that, my home to the barn. So I had just enough water to get through the day in terms yeah. of the stuff I needed for like my protein shake and yeah. for this, that, and the other thing. But literally I was like running water back and forth from my, you yeah. know, my little water hole. <clears throat> anyway, go ahead. So, but the, so the, the, the guy came and in the least condescending way he possibly could, he said, well, water heaters are really simple. There's basically two parts to them. There's the tank. And then there's the control unit. And he said it would be this much to replace the control unit. Yeah. And basically you add like a third more and you could get a whole new setup. And it's like, and like it ends up that our hot water heater was like 16 years old. So he said that's about double the lifespan that they usually see them in our area. And plus he recommended a water softener because we have hard water here. And he said there was, it was hard mm. to get the old one out because the interior of the old one was so calcified from oh, the right. From yeah. the hard water. Yeah. So we had yeah. that. Um, that's the same week that I sent my laptop out to be, to have the keyboard replaced. Uh, you know, the MacBook Pros circa 20, what, 16, something like that, 2017. Apple put in that jacked up, small, like short butterfly keyboard or whatever that everybody hated. No, Phil Schiller <clears throat> told me it was amazing. He said it was the best keyboard they'd ever made. Yeah, if you like typing on a, 
top of a cardboard box. That keyboard was a piece of garbage. I owned one of those. I couldn't get rid of that thing quick enough. I was so, so I still happy have to get it rid of because that. it's still a you know the the iMac I have in my office is my main like workhorse machine. But I still have that. I I still use it. But the command key was going on the left side. And so I was doing, I was, I couldn't command tab between windows or applications reliably, like <laughs> so copy, and, copy and paste. I would end up with like a C or a V instead because the command key wouldn't work. So I had I that happen saying, a long time ago, Ryan. I had a computer that uh, one particular key just stopped mm-hmm. working Yeah, and I, I had work that I had to do. So what I did is I opened a document that had that character in it. And I copied it to the clipboard. And then anytime, <laughs> I swear to God, I did this. Anytime that I was typing something and I needed that particular key, I just hit paste. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. So, I mean, you can use an external keyboard and all that. But my the, yeah. the, the, the role of that laptop is in the evenings or in the weekends at home when I have some time where I want to do some work or I feel like inspired to do some work and not where I'm kind of like set up to, to do it or if I'm traveling and, or something. So And you messaged me and you told me, I feel like a complete person now that I have my laptop back, right? Isn't that what you said to me? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> because I like I don't like. There's some days where I'll like go home and my bag will sit untouched until the next morning when I leave to go back to my office. Mm-hmm. But there are times where I, I like to have the the laptop, and so my. You know eligibility- what Tony Stark said to Spider Man? What's that? I don't know. If you're not a complete man without the suit. You don't deserve it. So Ryan, if you're not a complete person without the laptop, you don't deserve the laptop. <laughs> I probably don't. I don't I don't think I deserve anything. But anyway, long story short, I was like a couple weeks away from losing eligibility for this keyboard replacement program that Apple has because it's free. And they actually replaced not just the keyboard I found out, they replaced the, the whole top lid. So it's I, th- I believe it's a new trackpad, new keyboard, new touch bar, the whole thing. Um, we got a request from K. Shaw. Yeah. He says, have either of you ever had your backgrounds raided by a room raider? And I, I didn't even know there was such a profession as room raider. Oh, you like, don't I know didn't... room raider? That's like, no. yeah, it became big during the pandemic because people were doing interviews yeah. via Zoom from home. So no, so I, no I have never no. done that. And I'm just switching to me real quick. Who has a so better this background? is my room. This is, I mean, it's not, it's not even like, a, like a, like an S and M kind of background. Mine looks more I don't like, know. It, it, it just is the background. <laughs> like it's, it's not, I didn't, it's just what is there anyway. Like literally other than lighting it, I did nothing to make it look pretty or whatever. And yeah. then Ryan, I'm going to, I'm going to switch to you. Okay. So we're going to, so people are going to so get a, a look of your background. Now he asked us if we could rate each other's setup. So oh, hang I'm on gonna, I don't have you up. I'm not even looking at you while I'm talking. All right. So I will, I, I will start with Ryan. Okay. And I don't know. It looks like he's got some some white cotton balls in his ear. I don't know what that's about. That's looks like background. he's wearing looks like he's wearing a picnic table. I don't know what that's going on. <clears throat> Probably needs to you know a little bit of stubble up top. Probably need to do a fresh. You know. Oh oh, this is about the background. It's not about the person. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Let no, me okay. uh, background. No, it looks like you know. It looks like Midwestern study is kind of what I'm going to go with. We're going to go Midwestern study. Is it looks kind of normal to me out there. So I'll, I'll switch to me, and then you you can rate my background or whatever. There you go. So now you should be able to see me. Kind of. Do you want to get out purple. of the way, or should I stand here? <laughs> no, I think you're supposed to stand there. I think that's the whole idea okay. of Room Raider. Okay. All right. So it's dark. There's some glowing. Is it thing too in dark? Background. Is it too dark? It's dark and purple. Maybe like, are you going to have a rave after this? Yeah. With like a circus act because it looks like you yeah. got rings. I'm gonna have um, a rave with with two kids and a dog. That's what it's okay. <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's hard to see anything. So I would say that um, mm. if it was if if your room was 
poorly designed, you're doing a good job of hiding it. Oh, now there's a mm. bright light from the dog door. Yeah. So how do we rate it? What's the rating? Is it? I don't know. I have I'll no give idea. You a, I'll give you a two out of five. Two out of five. Is it because it's too dark? Is that what it is? I think it's too dark. Okay. I don't know how to fix but that. But people come to see you, not your background, right? So. Well, I don't know. So, and I saw some people that are, they were saying like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be that much brighter than your background. It's, I, I don't know. Maybe I do need to put some light in there to, to light it up. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think I can do that. Oh, Lighting God. is hard. Especially when you don't really care about it. All right. So let me see. <laughs> let me just see something here. Uh, what does this do? Uh, there we go. Is it brighter now? That's way brighter. Yeah. Is that better? Now it definitely looks more like a circus act is going on back there. More like a circus act. I'm going to switch to it. Is it? Yeah. So now it works? looks like, well, I mean, it's better. I can see more so I can be a little bit more judgy about it. Yeah. A little judgy. Yeah, okay. So middle-aged man cave. Yeah. I'll get out of the way. There you go. Punching bag. Feeling like. Yeah. By the I way, mean, that, that punching are... bag has got a little smiley face and it says Ryan on it. Just so you know. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> uh, I know. I know for a fact that those are samurai swords or something in the background on the wall. Yeah, they're they're actually real ones too. They're not. The yeah. So the fact that I know that I can like be snarky about it, but I don't think a normal person would know that those are there. Anyway, nobody yes. came here for this. Nobody came here for this. So anyway, that's our that's our rating on that stuff. So let's Two get back to bitching. Everyone came. They wanted to hear us bitch about stupid stuff. About my <laughs> water heater and my laptop. So, yeah. so Andrew, so in earlier this year, I decided to become fully independent and self-employed again. And then one of the things I realized is that, wow, it was like, I wouldn't call it a bad week. It wasn't a bad week. It's just that there was a lot of like moving parts and things that in flux at the, all at the same time. And so on Thursday, I was just finishing getting ready after the uh, morning run that I do with the running group I'm in. And the guy that leads the group, who's my running coach, he calls and he says, hey, did you say you wanted to come out and help me mark this course? So he was putting on a race last weekend. And I, I actually did, but I had forgotten. And and so then I realized oh. that. Oh, wait a minute. Is this when I reminded you that we needed to do a stream and you said, no, 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 that's next week? Is that what we're talking about here? Probably. Yeah. OK. So, so my whole week was kind of. I, don't even get me started on that. But my whole week is kind of messed up. But the point is, is that I decided, I basically called an audible at like 8.30 in the morning, right after I got cleaned up from, from running to drive an hour out into the hill country west of Austin, and then spend the afternoon running trails on a ranch and marking a, a course for a trail race. So it was nice to be able to just take advantage of that and know like, you know, what, I'm not going to get a lot done because there's just too much other stuff going on. And I just, yeah. just switched it. So that. That was my way of trying to make the best out of the week was just to be like, yeah, I'm taking the day off. And it was good. So anyway, this is why I'm feeling behind is part of, you know, a decent chunk of my normal week. Normal two weeks has been gone just to like random yeah. time wasting chaos things that have gone on. So that that's problematic. But then the other part of it is that I sort of dove into this Veet thing. So for anyone who doesn't know, <laughs> Veet is a bundler for javascript essentially and it's something that you can use to replace webpack or laravel mix or gulp or grunt or any of those things and i love to do these little kind of tangents and deep dives into things and this looked like a really cool technology and it looked like it was ready to do it like i, I had actually yeah. checked it out when it was at 102 recently came out and there were some big improvements to it and i said you know what i'm gonna check this thing out i'm gonna see what this thing is all about and that ended up leading into me writing a custom plugin for it 
because the way that it works, it is kind of a JavaScript centric thing. It assumes that you've got this index.html and that's your entry point and that's part of your code. But in a server rendered environment like Craft CMS with Twig, that doesn't really make sense anymore that you would have that. Right. So I needed to write a plugin to bridge this thing so to make it work in Craft. And I dove kind of deep into that. And that's where I'm feeling behind is I have some other things that I want to be doing on my plugins and some client work and that kind of stuff. But a combination of all of the nonsense things that have gone on and then also my tangent into Vite. And I, that I also wrote like a whole article accompanying it. And then I'm in the middle of writing a whole other article on using it as a build chain inside of your plugins and modules. That's another thing that I'm doing. So I enjoy these tangents, right? So I like going on these and I like learning about it. And I do think that this is a technology that is actually going to be really useful going forward, not just for me, but also for the community, for the craft CMS community. Like, like right. don't get me wrong. I'm not putting myself out there like I'm a martyr, like I did it for the community, man. <laughs> I did it for you. No, I mean, that's it certainly is part of it. But part of it is I was interested. I wanted to learn and do something with it too. So I think it's worth it, Ryan, but I just, you know, you know what I mean? Like it takes work to do all these things. If if I didn't have all the other nonsense going on, probably it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I wouldn't feel that behind, but those thing things in combination. That yeah. time on, yeah. Yeah, but that's life, right? Like you're going to have to account for that happening, you know? I mean, it's stuff like that happens. But so that's why I'm feeling uh I'm feeling a little behind and then you'll message me every now and again and you'll be like, "Oh, I'm reading this great book," you know? And I'm just like, well, "Who is who is this person that has time to like, I envision you whenever you message me that. I envision you you're either you're in a Zen Buddhist pose with like the book perched on your crossed legs. Or you're in a hammock somewhere with birds chirping and you're outside <laughs> reading this. And I'm just like, man, who has time to read books? Like, I, I just, I, I'm amazed by it, Ryan. How do you do it? I mean, you just, every, it's just like part of your, part of your, your, your routine, I guess. Um, it's actually been, I've been slow recently. I'm in the middle of I'm trying to finish a, a book that because of having been pulled into all these other things over the last week or so, I've actually lost some, some, uh, some progress. So I used to be an avid reader. So, yeah. And I, I, you know, I read the the classics. I read all of these things. Uh, These days, like literally, I can, I could not tell you the last book that I finished. I I just, I could not. There's no way. So I want to ask you that. I want to ask you. Well, I I try to read things. So I, I, I definitely lose momentum on other things if I get pulled into like a book or a topic. And I try Mm. to read based on, as an example, like you, you went down this V sort of rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, for you, that's very consistent with other rabbit holes into, or other interests that you have with like build tools and Webpack. It's it's consistent with that. So there's kind of a there's like some like topical alignment there. But for for me, it's the same thing with reading. I'm I've basically been on this kick of uh, reading a lot of books about learning about the brain, trying to, and then the best resource in a book sometimes isn't the actual text itself. It's the end, the notes at the end and the, and, and all of the, and all their source material. And then you can dive in. I thought you were going to say it's the flames when you burn it. (laughs) No, no, no. So are these dead tree books, like real, real books? Yeah. Are they Kindle books? Yeah. No, no, real books. Yeah. I, 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 I switched to, when we first bought our, the house that we're in now, a couple years ago, the first thing that we did was have someone come and do some custom build, built-ins in one of the rooms. And so now I have all this space for book. And Oh, uh, that, I figured it out. That explains it. That is why you're reading all these books is out of guilt for all the money that you spent on the custom <laughs> the shelves. Yeah. That's what it is. <clears throat> well, right? they're all, now they're now, now have this like 
one shelf that's my to-be-read list of books. Because So my thing is I'll see, read about a book or hear about a book and I'll just buy it and it'll come. But even though I've, I have like a dozen other books that come before it, but it's always sitting there on the shelf. So then I can just be very sort of like in the moment of like, oh, I want to read this now. I don't have to like wait for it. What do you get out of reading books? Like what is, because most of the things that we do, we get some kind of a benefit out of it one mm-hmm. way or another. Like they're, they're not always good benefits, you know, like if you're sitting on the, on the couch and you're just like, you're just stuffing your face with cape, uh, cupcakes or something like that. You know what I mean? Like right. there still is an immediate benefit of the sugar rush, even though it's bad long term. But what is the, the benefit that you get out of reading books? Like what, what does that do for you? It's uh, it, like, you know, satisfies my curiosity for how things work, how how, how books work. You don't know how they work. No, just like how, like so? how, like as an example, how we currently think our brain works. Because obviously, like in in the study of brain science and neurology, like that's changing as technology gets better for studying the brain. But so satisfying the curiosity about how the world works, how things work, how humans, how we think humans work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the bigger part is making connections between different things. And the more you read, the more connections you can make. The more you read, the more you can understand. Reading history, you can understand that this thing that makes me mad today about what someone is doing today. People have been doing that same thing for for generations. It might not make it better, but it might make actually help you understand like in the context of the last 200 years, it's not something new. It's just perhaps it's just one of the strange parts about human nature. So well, I'm going to I'm going to commit to something, Ryan. So I, I have an upcoming I am. Okay. Yeah. So I have an upcoming trip. Okay. That we're the family and everyone we're going to Cape Cod at the okay. end of August. Yeah. I used to go there when I was growing up all the time because we had family, our cousins that lived in Massachusetts and they were right near the Cape. And we used to go there, I think, you know, like once a summer, maybe a decent amount of the time. I haven't been there in forever. Like I, I have, <laughs> it's been a really long time, but we're going to head down there. We've got like a little, we Airbnb. What'd you say? I said, it's not that far. You acted like it's like a place you takes like days to get to. Well, from where I live right now, it's an eight hour drive. Is it really? I always forget yeah. how, yeah, that how, how West you are from. Yeah. From where I north. am now, it's about an yeah. eight hour drive to get there. And it's an yeah. eight hour drive with kids in the car. So it's really a 48 hour drive. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> But what I'm going to, we're going to be there for a week and we've got this rental Airbnb thing and we can walk to Coast Guard Beach from it, apparently. Nice. And so I'm going to commit right here on the air with you as my witness that I'm going to bring a book with me and I'm going to finish the damn book. Like can that's going to happen. Like, do you have a book you want to read or, or, or am I, can I make Dude, like I a have so many books. Like I, I'll definitely take the recommendation, but literally I have hundreds of books literally that I have uh, that are in my house. But I also have some recent books that lots of people have recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Like one is Thinking Fast and Slow and one is oh, yeah. the general good one. One is the generalist book and then there's another yeah. book. So I'm give me your recommendation, but it's likely I'm gonna read one of the so ones that I got. But go ahead and give it I to would me. Oh, do you mean range? For the general range, book? yes, range. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So that's a good one. Uh thinking fast and let me put on my glasses so I can see. Yeah, I, I think either of those are good. I think you would dig range because I think if, if you're kind of trying to get back into reading, get I would read something that I know um, how to read, Ryan. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean that, although that's okay. good to know. Okay. No, no, I meant sometimes it's it's easier to get back into it if you read a book that's more aligns with how you operate, basically. And that's not it's not always a good thing, right? To only read things that reaffirm your your own beliefs and values. But yeah, I, I think uh, range, that's a really good book. I really enjoyed right. that one. Well, I'll, I'll pick one of those, I'll, okay. I'll, but I'm going to do it. Like I'm planning to do it. Yeah. And this is, this is kind of crazy. 
I might not even bring my laptop with me, right? Oh, interesting. I the mean, reason that's crazy is it's not because I feel like I would need to do it to like not, you know, to hold myself away from it or whatever. But I just think it might be kind of interesting to to do it. The only downside to that is I don't know if I can really do that from a support perspective. You know what I mean? Like if people are trying to build stuff and they file an issue for one of my plugins, I don't know if I really even if I'm on vacation, I don't know if I really want it to go a week before they get an answer. You know what I mean? Right. So we'll, well see. Uh, That's but to be but I can think of one time there might have been something critical with your plugin that you needed to respond quicker than a week. Right. I'm not talking about critical, but I'm more talking about, you know, like someone that just bought it and they need support and right. they need, they want an answer. The client is breathing down their neck and it, it just it leaves a bad impression if you can't at least acknowledge, you know, or give them a, a pointer or say, we'll look into this. You so know what I mean? Bring yeah. it. Check in. Yeah set yourself some rules because like, even mm-hmm. though we work for ourselves, you still have to be able to take time off, even though you have, yeah. but set some, some rules for yourself and say every morning or whatever, or I'll check my email on my phone or whatever non-laptop device. And if there's nothing critical that I feel like I need to address, then don't open the laptop. And well, what if it. what you really get enjoyment out of Ryan? What if, what if what is relaxing for you is writing code? <laughs> is writing some code. <laughs> right. No, you know? I know. Is it, is that a bad thing? Maybe it is. I don't know. You know, I know on my birthday, I was sitting on the sofa writing. I forget what I was working on something, writing some code or something. (laughs) My wife asked me, she's like, do you want to, you're going to work on your laptop on your birthday? I was like, I mean, it's kind of, I kind of enjoy it. Kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So if, um, if I was feeling burnt out, yeah, but if I was feeling burnt out or whatever, it it takes, it's going to take like, it'll take that whole week for you to feel like it's normal to just sit and I have the, the feeling that if I don't read now, the you book. you also, I'm not sure what the dynamic is in the car on the drive, but. But I'm not setting it on autopilot and then reading the book while I go down the road. So, you know, it is the kind of thing that I do truly enjoy what I'm doing for a lot of things. And because I enjoy doing this stuff, is it really a problem that I do this when I'm on vacation? I don't know. I, I think yeah. it's, I think you're fine. I wouldn't. Yeah. I have the feeling that if I don't read the book while I'm on vacation, Ryan, the reason Mm -hmm. will actually be because I don't have a ton of uninterrupted time because I've got a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old with me that we're doing stuff. But what my plan is, is that I'm going to bring the book to the beach, right? So when the kids are playing on the beach and they're harassing all the poor starfish that are under the rocks and they're getting their fingers bit by whatever sea life is attacking them, you know, I'll probably just bring it and I'll read it there, you know. But I have the feeling that if I don't finish the book, it's going to be just because, you know, I got I I got two kids and alone time, unless they're off doing something on their own is it's hard to come by, you know. But you know, but you don't need to go on vacation to read a book. You sit in this in your barn here all day by yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but sit on your sit on your uh, your beanbag thing and read. So here's the thing: it, when I, I I would have to make it dedicated time. So what I yeah, do no, right totally. now, but reading okay. is work, right? Reading is part of your job. You're not part selling of my it, job. Ryan. You're not reading selling is, it. <laughs> reading is part of my job, and that's that's basically what I tell myself. So I can sit over here in my chair and read for two or three hours, and it's not like I'm slacking off. It's part of like because you typically okay. I'm reading but are it. you reading for pleasure, or are you reading work related books that either you're learning some bit of tech, or you're reformulating your mind and your business around that? Like, is it work reading, or is it yeah, pleasure reading, re- or is it okay? It's work All reading. Right. So, like fiction, novels, and stuff, I keep at home. I don't typically bring them to my office because this sounds like homework, though. No, I mean it's just a no. thing you do. It's no different than yeah. how you would jump into V 
meat and and ordering that like to some people that's that sounds like a, a really terrible time and terrible thing to do is to jump right into this, so like, so i'll be your neighborhood sewer worker i will go the places that you don't want to go right <laughs> i'm fine with that you know what i mean like i'm good with being your friendly neighborhood sewer worker but you know from my perspective i would have to make it a dedicated thing so for instance what i do four days a week is I work out with my kids. So I've got dedicated time. So they come down here and we have a workout hour. It's about an hour that we lift weights. And then I also have every day I go on a hike. Nothing big, you know, just a couple miles. I get outside and do it. And and those are things that I do as set things that I do. Do Everything else is pretty... Well, I would need to then add that to like the stack. You know what I mean? Yeah, but no, and then so I'm just I like, do well, it in the, in the evenings. We have a set amount of time that our daughter has to read every day, hmm, you right. know, with whatever novel she's reading or something. And then I typically just sit down and read during that time as well. And that's just like a, it's half me, just it's relaxing to me. It's also, you know, showing yeah. showing a good example at the same time. But well, yeah, no, I get so, it, but just make it, a, make it a thing. But it has to be long enough to where you can get into it. Now, if it's, if it's an easy book to get in and out of, like a lot of like these popular science books and stuff, you can typically jump in and out of them pretty quickly. Evenings are tough because as I was mentioning before, when I was bitching about my tires, I'm the one that in the evening am, r- am running the kids to activities and four yeah. days a week, they have activities in the evening. Yeah. And then we go right from that to dinner. And then after that, there's either homework or we watch a little bit of movie together. Right. And then I read books with my younger child. Right. And then they go to bed and I sigh in relief. And I'm too, <laughs> and then you're too tired to do anything. <laughs> uh, but I no, not really. Well, sort of. Yeah, I, I yeah. am to some extent. But so if you're spending a lot of time in the car wearing down tires, getting an audible book that's perfectly fine too and on your trip to vacation just put one earbud in and have it attached to your phone and i'm gonna date myself i used to get books on tape like (laughs) literally books on tape when i was much much younger and i had a lot of long drives to do like to and from college or or that type of thing i used to love it man because it used to make the time just fly you know yeah so Uh, i listen to I get in my car and I always have a something going in Audible that I listen yeah. to just on my like five minute drive home. I started doing that actually. I signed up for an Audible account and I started listening to an old book on tape that I, I thought of actually during one of these podcasts, Thomas Covenant, The Unbeliever or something like that. And that someone someone replied to me about it and said, oh, you know, that was a really good book, but the main character was such an unlikable asshole, like I couldn't really get into it. And I'm like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't really remember that too much. And then I started listening to the book on tape again. And apparently this, this character, so he had leprosy and... Mm-hmm. Then he he went into this other world and and one of the first things that he did was like rape like a 13-year-old girl or something like that. And I'm just like, whoa, I don't remember this. This guy was a really terrible person. (laughs) He was like the anti-hero of all anti-heroes. I didn't remember that at all. But then for something, I don't know, I just kind of stopped listening to that. And I listened to, you know what I've done? I've replaced it with other stuff. Like I listen to podcasts on topics that interest me as opposed to a book on tape. So you have to be careful with, I try to be, I don't want to tell anyone what to do. I try to be careful with podcasts that I'm not doing too much grazing, too much what like, you shallow. You call me a cow? Well, well, like too much shallow grazing and not enough deeper. Ryan, some of the best things in life are shallow, my friend. Oh, I know. <laughs> to tell you. But you can, like, you can find yourself weasel away hours listening, <laughs> speaking on a podcast. Two people talk. Wait a minute. Are you denigrating our own show on I, our I show? Prob- I probably am. God. Oh, great having you on, Ryan. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so listen to podcasts, but only this one. <laughs> Don't listen to anything else. Anyway, 
So, you know, getting back to what I was talking about before in terms of V. So you and I yeah. are going to do on the CraftQuest live stream, whenever you figure out how calendars work, whenever you, <laughs> whenever you rediscover how calendars work, we're going to do a live stream on the Vite stuff. But yep. in addition to the, the plugin, some of the stuff that I've been doing, I've been having a good time refactoring some of the code in the plugin to make it a little bit nicer because mm-hmm. what I did is I made a chunk of the functionality a separate package. And my plugin requires that package. But the reason I did it that way is that I want to be able to use Vite inside my own plugins in the Craft CP because I want to have this nice HMR experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then my plugins or anyone else's plugins for that matter, all they have to do is then require that package and they, they can pull it in and use it. And in part of the design for that thing, I've been having some fun figuring out the best way to do that. So I'm using this fancy term, they call it dependency injection container, right? Mm -hmm. Really what that means is that what you do is you pass config into this service as opposed to the service going out and looking for its config. The idea being that you can pass in whatever dependencies that service has to it so that you could, in theory, swap these things in and out. And that's what Yi and Craft are all based on this. Like if you ever look in the Craft source config directory, I believe it is, Mm -hmm. you'll see that it's just a bunch, it's just an array of things. And those are all dependency injection containers. They're basically saying, for the queue, use this. For the email, use that. And the idea is you can swap out these components. So I was applying that same principle to the plugin that I'm doing. And then the other thing is I want... For people to use this in their own plugin, they need to be able to output the script tags in Twig. And it's going to be different for each plugin. So one of the things that I did is I wrote, initially I wrote a variable class. And I said, okay, if you want to use this in your plugin, what you have to do is subclass my variable class. And what that means is you inherit all of the methods that are in my class, right? Mm -hmm. So then you, for instance, I've got a dot script method, which outputs the script tags. So if you inherit from my variable tag, that will be in yours. And that will be a way you can use it in your templates. Then I I figured out that it actually worked out better if I made this a trait. So a trait and an interface in PHP. And a lot of people who've written PHP over the years may or may not have done much with traits or interfaces. So I think this is kind of a nice way to expose people to that, but also it is really a good use case. So an interface in PHP, do you want to do you want to give the the definition of it or you want me to go? You do it. <laughs> right. So an interface is sort of like a contract. It says that if I write a class that implements this interface, it will always have these methods with these signatures. So for instance, I mentioned I have a script method. So for the Vite variable interface, it would defined a script function and it would list the parameters that it takes and what it returns, but there'd be no code, right? So it'd just be a definition. So the interface is basically saying, this is the contract that says, if you want to implement this thing, you must implement these methods. So it's a way of assuring that it will always implement those things, but it leaves the implementation opaque. Like the implementation itself can be whatever you want. It's just sort of the the contract, right? Mm -hmm. And then a trait is, it sounds really fancy, But in your class in PHP, you just put use and then the name of the trait. And literally all it's doing under the hood is it's basically doing an include, right? So it's taking whatever is in your trait and it's including this in the class. So the and it's so it's a way that you can kind of get multiple inheritance in PHP, even though it doesn't have multiple inheritance. Yeah, it's a workaround for that, right? Yeah, that's kind of what it is. And but under the hood, what it really does. So to make it concrete, 
the Vite variable trait would actually implement that script method that I mentioned. So you would write your variable and you would say, my variable implements Vite variable interface. And then inside the class, you would say, use Vite variable trait. And it essentially is going to take whatever's in my source code and just pound include it right there. It's just going to include it right there. So it sounds mysterious, but under the hood, really, that's kind of all it's doing. And this is just a way that, so you could have a class that uses multiple traits. And in that way, you could sort of get multiple inheritance. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So that's what I worked on and I refactored that. And I've been having fun with it. I've been enjoying it. We've had a decent number of people that have been using the Vite plugin. They've been excited to, to do stuff with it. And I don't know, I'm pretty sanguine about it. I think it's a, a neat technology. And for sure, I'm going to be using it in my plugins going forward. I don't know about retrofitting them. I already have a build system in my plugin, so it really would only be if I was bored. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I'll replace something that works with something else that works. Yeah. Um, so is it going to replace your, your Webpack build system for like new stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends. It's one of those things where Webpack is sort of the safe choice, because if you want <laughs> to do it, something. you can. No, it, well, okay. What I mean is it's less in flux. It's a very mature right. technology. Lots of people know how to use it. There's lots yeah. of help out there. There's lots of training videos. There's tons of plugins for it. So it's the safe choice in that regard, in that it is very, very widely used in the industry. If you look at the NPM downloads of Webpack compared to everything else, like it's ridiculous how often it's used. Now, part of the reason why is it is used as the basis for a lot of these starter kits, right? So if you use Laravel Mix, every time you include that in your project, it's pulling Webpack in. That's counting as a download because it, I mean, basically Laravel Mix is a interface to Webpack. And it's really what it is. It's a gulp-like interface to Webpack, which is really kind of funny. But And same thing with Create React App and View CLI and these kinds of things. They all use Webpack as their basis too. So that's why it is so, the numbers are so high in terms of how much it's used. But that's why I call it a safe bet. Um, yeah, I understand Webpack is complicated, but the point is it's it's out there. And um, Vite's still so new. And it could shift, right? So Vite's relatively new. I think that it works really well. And I think that Evan Yu, who is the author of Vue.js, he's the one who's been driving the project. It's it's an open source project, so he's got lots of contributors now, but he's he's driving it. And so I have confidence that it's gonna go somewhere in that regard. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, for some projects, I probably will start using it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm definitely going to be using it for plugins going forward. Right. Um, other than that, we'll see. It's not like there's anything wrong with it, but it's also the, the thing where if I was coming from a system where I really needed something else, then I would definitely start using it. But I already have something that works. You know what I mean? And 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 it's Webpack is kind of a, a safe bet in that regard. So yeah. how about you? Are you feeling eager to Vite? I actually, uh, I actually am. It would reduce the number of text messages I get from you about whether I'm going to use Vite or not. But <sighs> that's a gross mischaracterization. <laughs> I do want to Vita size, Vita, Vitafy, Vita. Let's call the, it vitalize. Vito, vitalize. Vitalize. Yeah. We're gonna I want to I want to revitalize a project with it. I'm actually started. I have a Vite branch, but because of all the happenings of the last week or two, I, I had to hit pause and. I have so many projects started right now, like branches going mm. that I have to like finish something. Yeah. But that yeah. that's that's on the list. That that's would be list. useful. It's a new opportunity to learn. I'm just trying to wrap my head around like what's the conceptual map of that 
whole Vite world. And wow. so I can. If only you were doing a live stream with someone that could explain it to you and you could ask poignant questions on. There we go. And they, and they could demonstrate it. Like if only that were a thing. You know what I'm That's saying? That's it. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, yes. folks, I think we've been on here for about an hour. We're going to yeah. wrap it up. We promise next time there's going to be less complaining and less <laughs> life drama and a little more tech probably in there. Uh, but that <laughs> about wraps Ryan it up. bring Ryan guy on and it's just like complaining about stuff. So. Oh, I know. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> but that about wraps it up for another episode of the Ryan Complains podcast. To have every episode sent to your doorstep by Carrier Pigeon, just subscribe. And thanks for coming on, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya. stop over here part of the reason ryan we're still recording by the way so part of the reason why i don't want to go over an hour is i'm the one who edits these things and, <laughs> <laughs> and it just sucks yeah